You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. You just got slapped. Oh, that really just happened. Oh, everybody started hot. Everybody laughed and clapped because it was awesome. The way that you just got slapped. Taylor, you know as well as anyone, and I think you and I can have related to this and talked about this a lot, where this show sometimes can be a grind to do, because if you see a movie that you really love, you don't have much to say about it other than, oh, it was good. And so some mornings, I think you can attest to you and I wake up and we're thinking about the show and we're like, ooh, can we fill an hour? Like, is there enough to talk about? Right? Yeah, those days where you're like, I have nothing to say and we have to fill an hour which is what makes it sometimes a grind this is not one of those days it's the complete opposite we have so much to talk about (laughs) About we might we might run out of time mike (laughs) we probably will we probably won't be able to get into everything quite as detailed as we probably want to because the thing is is that you you know we were talking a little bit before the show so i know you watched kind of half the oscars and and because you obviously have work to do in a life and you can't just stay up till after 11 watching the Oscars, which not many people can. I, I cannot. Um, no, I'm an but, old lady. But, yes. But, but I mean, I can, cause I have no life, but it's just, it was, it, it was so mundane and irrelevant for the Oscars for the first two and a half hours, two hours or whatever it was. And then like a slap in the face, things started to happen that really Literally. like, Literally and figuratively. (laughs) Literally and figuratively. Mike, this is probably the first time where I'm kicking myself that I didn't stay up. But who could have anticipated that? Nobody. Nobody. Not even Chris Rock. If you see the kind of reaction of of Will Smith like walking on the stage, and and if you don't know what we're talking about, then why are you listening to the show, frankly? Um, And he, he starts to walk up and... Chris Rock didn't do anything and no one did anything because everyone was kind of like, well, nothing's going to happen because nothing ever happens. And then something happened and I just couldn't believe it. (laughs) And like almost everyone else, I, the first thing I thought was, is this staged and just really awkward? Cause the Oscars stage things all the time and it never works out. Like the Oscars, is such an awkward show. To that's how you with. know this like, was real because they. That's it how you off. know it was real because they pulled it off. <laughs> Mike, this is how I found out. So, in the morning, I checked my. Sometimes I check my Facebook messages mm-hmm. to see if anyone is trying to get a hold of me. And <laughs> is that your times, morning routine? Yeah, Just see who was trying to talk to me last night. Yeah, nine times out of ten, no one's trying to talk to me. Right. But. Apparashita and Val, friends of the show who have been on before, we have a group mm-hmm. message, and Apparashita types. What's your take on the Chris Rock, Will Smith fiasco? And I'm like, what? So, so I had to like, I think maybe, I think maybe prior to that, maybe I had like searched um, Oscar headlines just so I could see what one best picture. And I'm seeing mm-hmm. all of these like headlines about Will Smith not being charged or whatever. Right. And then yeah, Aparash and Val essentially like, you know, you know when you like reverse Twitter a story, mm-hmm. like yes, I like I reverse Twittered the story through Aparash and Val's like biopsy of the, of yeah, the slap. Yeah. But yeah, that's how I found out. Like 
7.30 in the morning, not even 7 o'clock in the morning, being like, what? Like, what's happening? And I, like, I was kicking yeah. myself. I wish I had I wish I had seen it. There's There was nothing like it watching it live. Like, I'm laughing now, and I'm making light of it, and I'm going to make light of it today. But in the moment, Taylor, I, I have to tell you, like, I didn't even know how to react. It was well, shocking. awkward. Yeah, it was like a, almost like you felt in your gut like a little punch because it's just it was shocking and you didn't really know what was going on and if it was real and if it wasn't and then and then it became very clear that that it was real um and yeah you just don't know how to react to it um at the in the moment like i think everyone was just shocked and couldn't believe what and just that happened. was before will won best actor right yeah this was this was like in the latter half of the show, but there was at least an hour left still. So probably right after I went to bed. Yeah, yeah. Like probably in like a, the minute you went to bed, this this happened. And wow. Because there were still at least like eight categories left or something, which no one, for the rest of the show, no one cared. <laughs> but the rest of the show, like it was so just awkward. Well, and what was most awkward is that he was still there. Yeah, and he like, won and got his award. And he won. His award. Like I thought, I thought they were just gonna have to like take get him out of there. Like that. That was my first thought. Like just get him out of like get him out of the room. But apparently, Denzel Washington went over and like calmed him down or something. Bradley Cooper hugged him at some point. Oh, Will... uh, most of that happened like off camera or like not right. in, like the line. But like I guess people went over to try to like calm him down i guess okay so background mike again because people are gonna have to twitter reverse the story we're telling there's so a lot of background in so this one. essentially <laughs> chris rock at the oscars is presenting an award and he makes a joke about jada pickett smith who is as everyone knows will smith's wife and <laughs> i will note that was not the first joke about the Smiths that night. Nope. So, it wasn't also the first joke that Chris Rock has ever made at the expense of the Smiths, specifically uh, uh, Jada Pinka. Because if you if you remember, Taylor, when the Oscars So White thing happened and she refused to go to the Oscars, Chris Rock made fun, was hosting that year and made fun of her for most of the evening. About like no one invited her anyway. So clearly, it's not that big of a deal. Like yeah, so there's a there's a lot of background here actually in between the the Smiths and Chris Rock. Yeah. So Chris Rock makes a joke um, about GI Jane. Jada now has a bald head it, because of alopecia, and she's very sensitive <laughs> about it. Yeah. So from my understanding, the camera pans to Will. He is seen laughing. That's correct. And, and all it, she does is like, she kind of rolled her eyes. Like I right. saw that pan. She rolled her eyes and clearly like, ugh, this guy again. Like it didn't, like right. she didn't, again, she was putting on like probably a brave face. I'm sure it was one of those situations where she was like impacted by it. But you know, she, she did the like typical thing that most people would do when someone makes a joke at their expense and rolls their eyes and like, ugh, this fool again. Like that was the look she had. And then... <laughs> Suddenly, and then things got weird. <laughs> things escalated. Will Smith is seen stomping onto stage and he hauls off and full open-handed slaps Chris Rock. Yeah. 
And then he's seen leaving the stage. And I guess um, North American broadcast didn't get to see this, but people in Japan did, probably because of the way their delay works. And if you just Google Will Smith, you yeah, can see, see the rest of this video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, you know, swearing and cursing at Chris Rock, like making quite the scene while the award show is going on. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, this is my thing, because I saw some hot takes being like, um, you know, that's like such entitlement on the on the part of Will Smith. And like, it is because like, I get it. Maybe not. I don't know, because he was seen laughing. So I don't know what was happening. But maybe he felt some kind of way about his wife being um, made fun of, you know, they had already been the butt of the joke that evening, whatever. And so he felt he had to go to her defense. But in no way... (laughs) shape or form should he had gotten up on that stage and slapped chris rock like what was he thinking and way to ruin like you had mentioned mike no one was thinking about the rest of the awards the whole night way to ruin the night for everyone else the award winners 100 percent. yeah no i i agree with everything you just said um i think for me um the number one thing is is that it doesn't it doesn't really matter what is said. The equal reaction to that is never to slap someone in the face. Like that no. is just not the right thing to do. Now you got beef, take it off stage. Yeah, you know. Yeah, if if, if uh, he wanted to speak to Chris Rock off stage, even if he left to go backstage because presenters go backstage first before they go back and sit down, even if. You know, you get Will Smith seen walking to the back of the stage to have a conversation with him off camera. Fine. Wants to meet him up afterwards and have a conversation. Fine. Even, even if you want to yell something at him from your seat. Yeah, heckle fine. him. Heckle you, him. You ma- maybe. Yeah. You, you, whatever you want to say. Get new jokes. Heckle and throw back. No problem. You get new jokes. That would have been funny. Um, and, but getting up. Slapping him in the face. It should never have been allowed to happen. I, I think Will Smith like- should not have been let to, to been allowed to stay. I think he should have been removed immediately. Um, but I, that didn't happen. I, <laughs> so, I feel yeah. like slapping is never the answer. <laughs> like, period. We it it also is almost no one's reaction to something. Like, but I like, do have that, to say, almost was, never do you think of slapping someone. Was it face. not weird that he slapped him and not punched him? I thought that yes. was weird. Yes. No, 100%. 100% the, honestly, it was one of the first things I thought of. It's like, wait, weird. why did he punch him? Like, weird. it's a little strange to choose to slap him, which I just don't think it's the instinct of what to do in that situation. I, I keep remembering Ricky Gervais and all the times at the Golden Globes where he just like tore into people. And there was a couple times where he was taking a lot of shots at Mel Gibson and Mel Gibson, they would pan to him and it looked like it, Mel Gibson's insane. So it looked like he wanted to like run the stage and like destroy, but I don't think he would have slapped Ricky Gervais. I think he would have tackled him and like punched him a lot. And even, so, and he didn't. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if like Will Smith, like there must've been, I don't know. There, like to me, that whole action sequence tells me more than anything else that it wasn't a rational thought process. That like he reacted, especially his speech like later, which was complete trash. He reacted so emotionally to the situation that he couldn't control himself, and I think that's actually pretty scary. 
to think about it. And that he can't control himself for, for whatever amount of time to, for Chris Rock to leave the stage and then to confront him, which like, would have been like the rational thought. <laughs> it seems so out of proportion. Like his reaction was so out of proportion to the oh, joke. Oh, I, I agree with that too. I, I don't think the joke and the slap were on the same level. No, I, not remotely. And there was clearly a delay because you first, like in his thought process, because at first he's laughing. Well, and so, that, that sometimes happens when you like, awkwardly. when someone says, yeah, like when someone uh-huh. says, because like, I think that laughing was more him awkward thing. Ah, and then like thinking about it for a second. Because like that does happen where someone says yeah. something and you kind of laugh awkwardly. Um, so I could understand that. I could even, like, honestly, I could understand being in Will Smith's position. This comedian has taken shots at his wife many, many times, at him many, many times. Like there's a history of that. So he probably just got angry about something that his wife's sensitive about. Hey, you shouldn't make fun of the way someone looks. No. If someone's struggling with something, someone's in pain. Like I, I've heard a lot that like what she's going through can be very painful. Like that was yeah. the things that I know about. I mean, I don't know that much, but what I know is like, it could be pretty painful. And like, that can be, you can become sensitive about it and sensitive to the pain and maybe going through a lot. So a hundred percent, like the joke seemed offside. He didn't like it. There are a million and one things that could be done and said and actions that could be taken way before slapping someone in the face. So it was just, it just to me showed how completely off the rails this person is and i love will smith as a performer i think i've talked about that like many times i yeah. like his charisma i love will smith as an actor like there's a part of me that's like i've lost a little bit of respect for this person because clearly he can't control himself because that's it's- an action that i would have thought in my head about doing when i was 20 not like, like he's older than me so <laughs> like it's just it's weird Mike, it seems out of character, too. He's not really mm-hmm. known. Like, his public... I know we don't... I know we always fall into the trap of thinking we know celebrities, and we, we don't. We don't know what celebrities think or do. But in terms of his public persona, this really, as far as I know, I don't think he's ever had trouble with the law. I don't... No, he think- hasn't. And to, to back up what you're saying, Taylor, he has flatly refused before to put swear words in some of his songs when he was a singer, like he would be debating and, and discussing. And like, there's, there's very, very public discussions with labels that wanted more swearing in his songs. And he said, no, my rap is for younger people. I'm not going to swear. That's not what I want to portray. That's not who I am. I So I, you, you go from not wanting to swear in music to slapping Chris Rock in front of like, okay, granted the Oscars don't have huge audiences anymore, but everyone's seen that video. Taylor, everyone has seen yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's bizarro world. Like to yeah, wake up bizarre. to wake up trying to Google who won Best Picture, and the first headline I see is Chris Rock will not file charges. <laughs> which oh is God. his right. Which is his right too. Like I do wanna I do wanna comment about that. If Chris Rock does not want to file charges, oh yeah, like whatever. Then it's his over. Pro- his prerogative. His, his prerogative. He doesn't have to. I mean, he probably was embarrassed, shocked, confused. Um, because certainly uh, comedians have said worse things and will say worse things moving forward. That's, this isn't going to change the world. Mike, <laughs> so. I, know, I don't want to minimize how Jada may have taken that joke and we'll never know. But mm. I just – I said this to my coworkers today. He has probably said far worse things 
Oh, I'm sure. That warranted a slap. And that was oh, the sure. joke he got slapped over. Like That's why it seems, because it was out of character, it seems like there's more layers to this. That we, that don't, we know don't know about. about. And there is a history of, of Chris Rock versus the Smiths. I didn't, but like, realize, I didn't realize that. You're right. Like, Jada, she, she has the right to be upset 100% about anything. Like, anyone has the right to be upset about yeah. anything. It's how you react to it, though. You don't have carte blanche. Like, you, it doesn't equal... You can't, if someone, a lot of people used to say this to me, not because I was violent, but because this would come up in conversations a lot, where if if you're walking down the street and someone's screaming at you and screaming at you and screaming at you, and then you hit them, it's your fault. doesn't matter what the person said to you. It exactly. doesn't matter how they provoked you. It's your fault for hitting them. Like, it's your responsibility. You're in trouble. So, yeah, Chris Rock doesn't want to press charges. Then it's over, I guess. But it is weird. And yesterday I was shocked and, like, I didn't know what to think and feel. Today it's, like, a little funny. Like, it's a little funny to watch these two rich people who are at, like, the height of power as far as I'm concerned. Have a cat fight. Have a cat fight on stage. Especially, I was like, I just just didn't get, like, uh, in terms of the things Chris Rock said. Maybe this was just the final push and will smith was like yeah i don't know it had the joke on face value like if you didn't know jada had alopecia which chris rock claims he didn't know i wouldn't have i wouldn't i would have been like oh like it's not a funny joke but also like it's not really offensive you know what i mean like it <laughs> it I think that it's not a funny joke is also like pretty because it wasn't even that good. No, it like, was a at least if you're gonna get joke. a yeah, like it wasn't well written, it wasn't well crafted. Like his joke earlier, because the he, that joke that led into that one was him talking about um uh oh, the uh, the other actor uh Bardem uh Harvey Javier, Javier. Bar- Bardem and how his wife was nominated tonight too, and how he was saying like oh that means you can't win. He's the only one here wishing Will Smith wins the Oscar finally. Ha ha ha. People laughed. And then he got into the Smiths. And it was just like, it wasn't, it was just so poorly crafted and out of place almost that it was just kind of like, ha ha ha, like throw it away. And um, Mike, we got to move on because we have so much to unpack. But one question, Mike, he's a presenter. So isn't he just reading a teleprompter? Oh yeah, like I the joke would be written by someone and but Chris Rock has to sign off on it. Like oh, okay. All the comedians and presenters get to sign off on what they're saying. And regardless of like Chris Rock writing the joke or the other person writing the joke, they're both involved. Like whoever is the script writer or the multiple script writers well, are writing it out with the person. Will so he would be he would slapping, get sick. Will should be slapping the script writer as for much sure. as Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. But like, again, it's just, uh, again, and, and the last thing that I want to say about it is again, like his, because of this moment, Will Smith even ruined his own moment where his finally getting an Oscar win should have been about finally winning the Oscar and talking about a great career. Instead, his speech was a mumbled mess of words and phrases that like made no sense. Like it was, it was on level. And I don't have to say this like, it was on Joaquin Phoenix level of just like, what are you talking about? Coming from one of the most charismatic, well-spoken human beings on the planet. (laughs) So it was really weird. It was a strange night. And all that did was like 
probably ruin the night for a lot of people and lessen people's opinions of both Will Smith and Chris Rock, wherever you fall in it. That's all that did. It did nothing else. Like it didn't, I don't think it improved anything because comedians, I don't think they back down. So. Yeah, this is a full out feud. Unless Chris Rock is going to be the bigger person, but. Yeah, maybe. And maybe he will be. I mean, the fact that he didn't press charges maybe says he just wants to move on. Um, But yes, you're right. We can't just talk about the slap as much as we want to. Now, there's other controversies in the evening, though. And I feel like before we move on, we want to talk about that. Because, Taylor, you you said to me before we started recording that you also had something you wanted to talk about. So let's let's get in. In my opinion, this is juicier than the slap, but I'm not seeing anyone talk about it. So as we know, there was three hosts. (laughs) Whether or not we needed three hosts. For some reason. Yeah. (laughs) Weird. I think one of them could have easily done it. I don't know why. I think Wanda Sykes would have been great. Well, Wanda Sykes would have been the one I would have picked 100%. When she did the tour of the museum, like that was like, (laughs) I was, I wasn't laughing out loud, but like I was smiling and cracking up. And I thought, wow, she should have just been given the whole job. (laughs) Wanda Sykes is the type of comedian that no, she's not at, she's not like Chris Rock or Ricky Gervais where it's like, I'm going to say something shocking and get yeah, some shock value. Push the envelope. Laugh. She's just like situational comedy, which is my favorite. I'm going to yeah. put myself in awkward situations and comment on it. And that makes me laugh and chuckle. And she's just like, she puts a smile on your face. So it should have gone to Sykes. I 100%. Yeah, weird. So, okay. And then Amy Schumer, like, whatever. She was fine. She was so awkward in the opening monologue. Ugh, like, I know. there was no chemistry between the three no, women. No, and- she was. She was just awkward to begin with. She got, I think she got better. Like yeah. Amy Schimmer on her own was good yeah. and she yeah. got better as she went along. But I agree. I think the three that of them opening, up there. That oh, opening that monologue was, opening. was brutal. It was <laughs> yeah. horrible. So anyways, and then there was the third host and her name is... Regina Hall. Regina Hall. Yeah. And Miss Hall had her little monologue and it was probably, slap aside, the most cringiest thing that I have seen on live television in a very long time and no one is talking about it so she had this skit about calling up all of the like really hot male actors that were single Mm -hmm. um and she was gonna administer a covid test with her tongue to see if they had covid and then so like okay whatever like that joke wasn't like, I don't think it was in good taste, but I also, like, wasn't scandalized by that or anything. Yeah, it was also like, kind of like, whatever. This whatever. Really funny, but like, ha, yeah. ha, ha, whatever. But then, and the guys looked so awkward, too. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, the four of them, I don't think they knew what she was going to say. And they were just like, this is awkward. Yeah, and then they were just standing there and didn't know where to go afterwards. But then, I think his name is Josh Brolin. Josh and Brolin, yeah, and Brolin. Jason Momoa. And Jason Momoa yeah. come out. And she pr- proceeds to frisk josh brolin like pretty heavily (laughs) and i'm thinking and like he looked uncomfortable whether or not he was in on the joke he did not look comfortable he was trying like at the beginning he was trying to be a good sport and like he did that like half bend over thing yeah just held him up but then after like a few seconds he was like okay this is going on too long yeah and you could kind of see his like it's almost like his soul died and yes, I was like, oh, on, now this is just embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, on camera. So here's my here's my thing, Mike. We're in a post-Me Too world, right? Mm-hmm. Never in a million years, I would say even, well, I don't want to make that assumption, but 
Never in a million years now would a never male- Never in 10 years. I want to say yeah. never in 10 years. Yeah. Would a male comedian do, be able to do the same thing with female actresses? Oh, no. Of course not. He'd be, he'd be done. Right? And so over. why this double standard? Like, already, I think the skit about, like, oh, you're single? Come up here. Like, I'm gonna... You know what I mean? And, like, mm-hmm. even with Timothy Chalamet, who's, like, borderline... Like, he's only, like, I don't know, 21. I don't know. Creepy. I just thought it was in such bad taste, Mike. Like, mm-hmm. maybe people are gonna come for me and say that I'm being sensitive. Like, I have a pretty raunchy sense of humor, I do not think the Oscars are the time and the place for faux sexual assault comedy. No, for sure. And I, and I definitely a hundred percent see where you're coming from. And I agree that if it was a, it was a male, it would be different. I mean, again, this is, this gets into like so much deeper societal stuff, but you know, it's, it's an unfortunate precedent that when people say they want to equalize out certain things, it often just tips the scales in a different direction. Like someone still gets basically embarrassed. It's just instead of, oh yeah, that you're saying that would be inappropriate now for a male comedian to do that. I bet you male comedians at the Oscars and other things 50 years ago were doing that. We're, we're a hundred percent. That's why I corrected touching, but, like, but, that's why yeah. I corrected myself. Cause I was like, that would never happen. It's like, ah, actually probably. Yeah, probably in the fifth. <laughs> it wasn't yeah, like <laughs> Mad Men era. It was probably happening, but you're right. Like we don't want to be a society that just flips it. And then men just get things said. Oh my gosh. It was horrible. The it was so no, you're a hundred percent right. Yeah. You're a hundred percent right. And, and weird. I, I, it was, it was very weird. It didn't work. Um, it was very odd. It was very uncomfortable. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know what could have prompted that. Like, I don't know what the reasoning behind it was. Um, but yeah, it definitely was was a, a sour point for me as well. There was like there was three or four moments throughout the Oscars. Obviously, the smack this moment with Regina Hall for sure. I thought it was super awkward. Like the the I'm kind of with you about when when she brought the four guys up to begin with. I was more like, okay, this isn't like. This isn't working for me, but like, haha, whatever. It's not like that big of a deal. But once she started like continuing the joke, they left and then like started inappropriately touching Josh Brolin. I was like, okay, this seems a little far to me. Like, this seems like you p- tried to push your comedy past something because it wasn't working and it's still not working. Like, it just didn't. Yeah. Just yeah. She was too committed to that bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it was very, it was very, very strange. But yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I don't think we want to be in a society where things just flip. Um, and, you know, what, what once was said and, and done to women inappropriately now gets said and done to men. I don't know why that happened. I don't know why there isn't as much backlash. I think it's because there's like a clear video of a, of a slap that's never happened before ever. Like, I think that's why. I think it's so, it's so shocking and it's never happened before that unfortunately people like groping each other and being embarrassing and being awkward has happened a lot. Whereas someone outright slapping someone in the face just doesn't happen. I think that's probably why. Unreal. Amy Schumer had a couple comments too that were a little like... Off color. Like a little off color and a little much. And then like, you know, people always get a little political... And you always kind of roll your eyes being like, okay. Calm <laughs> like, down. Calm, this isn't, calm. this is about the movies. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on. Like, and even she had a few of those moments as well where it's like, okay, like I get, you want to bring certain attention 
to certain injustices in the world, but you have more power than anyone who's watching this program. So like, what are you doing about it? Would be like my question. Like every time a celebrity says something about the environment or injustices in the world, or like right now, obviously like the war in Ukraine is a big conversation, uh, different uh, countries that uh, there's many other countries that have invasion issues and issues around human rights and the way women are being treated and the way people are being treated, all of those important big issues. I just don't think celebrities always understand that, that people who are watching them are like the common folk who are like living paycheck to paycheck, maybe have a little bit of money set aside for like their kids' college tuition, but that's a kind of about it. Like, I don't know what, like, I don't know what else I can do to help with some of these things, but Amy Schumer has way more money than I ever will. So like, you'd think she'd have more power to do something. So yeah, I don't think they realize how, how it comes off. Yeah, I don't like when the Oscars get political. I don't... Like, I get, you know, like, sometimes during acceptance speeches, people will, like, say their piece. I think that's, like, it is what it is, but, like... Yeah, and it's, you know, if you want to say something and and use your position of power, use a microphone to bring bring attention to certain things, absolutely do it. But, like, there's difference between doing that being and then being preachy or, like, doing it for self-absorbed reasons, which unfortunately happens a lot. I think they just, they... When they say something, they feel good about themselves for an evening. Well, the, um, about, like, just kind of before I went to sleep, they had, like, a moment of silence for Ukraine, which I don't think Mm -hmm. was bad, but the slide was, like, do whatever you can to help. And they gave no concrete ways. They gave no concrete ways. Like, what the heck? Like. Like, at least give something. Like, like oh, everyone's donating to this charity. Yeah. yeah. It was so weird. Like, do whatever is in your power to help. Like you said, Mike. So you didn't see the in memoriam section. No, no. Was that crazy? Um, So (laughs) they had, like, a full dance music show going on. And the camera kept panning off the in memoriam to watch the dancers. And it's like... You're, you're like playing all these people who died. And like the one good thing they tried to do is for Betty White and for a few other people, they actually had someone come up on stage and say something about them. Right. In the Immorium. And like that was kind of interesting, but they obviously didn't do it for everyone. And many, many times as the names are like going by in the background, like super fast, we're like watching this dance troupe slash singing group sing. Um, and it was, it was really important. <laughs> like it was, That's it was weird. like, it was like, you know how you do something, you're just, you're sometimes you're praying, like it goes right. And you're just like, I just hope I did everything right here. I hope I checked all the boxes. <laughs> it's as if someone was like, how can we do this wrong every single way? Well, Let's check all those boxes. It's as if they on. thought, it's boring to watch. <laughs> names on the yes. screen so what can, right. we, what can we do to jazz it up you don't, you right. don't. that's what they thought someone's sitting there being like you know the oscars are losing a, a lot of people every year our ratings are going down so does anyone have any like idea for how we can spruce up the show yeah jim uh can we uh maybe speed up the immemorium get like a dance show going on because it's pretty boring to watch people who died like and people are like yeah like jim that's a great idea 
Yeah, Let's multiple people had to approve that idea. <laughs> yeah. They watched yeah, the dress Someone just didn't do it on the cusp and be like, yeah. oh, this will be good. This will take the this will take the uh the tension out of the room if we That's do this. So weird. It was rehearsed. <laughs> All you need to do is show the the pictures and the names, like mm-hmm. with the dates, and then like if you want there to be a musical component, have someone like singing softly. Mm-hmm over yeah. the video how it's so it's the easy it should be the easiest part of the oscars like there's and you would have to like try it. to screw this up people like the in memoriam and how oh, yeah, it's you, done i mean and and you know i think <laughs> i think that just when you think the oscars can't get any weirder it gets weirder and stranger and they're so it's 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 the person who's so desperate for attention. That's what it is. Mike, it, it comes all that comes back to that. They just want it so bad. They need people to watch so bad. They're willing to do anything to make it better. I might not be allowed to say this on CFRC, but they're just so far up their own butts. I think you can say up your own butt. I think you can say that. I don't think you can say <laughs> anything, but but I think you can say so that. up their own butts and like so out of touch. Yeah, because it seems so out of touch. Exactly, especially with like COVID. Like people are genuinely grieving, and mm-hmm. like I get that people are grieving in different ways, but like whatever. Yeah, everyone. I think like in this instance, like just keep it simple. Keep it to how people are used to. Do it in the most respectful and honorable way possible. Like, I think if they, I think the dance, because like, you know, maybe some traditions do do dance in terms of grieving, but I think they never should have panned away from the names and the photographs. Like, you know, like they could have projected that behind the dancers. You know what I mean? Like there should not have been any editing involved yes because when you're sitting in an audience and you're watching something and there's dancers in front of you and in the backdrop it's the slideshow i think it's a different visual yeah like you can you can you can look at both things at the same time whereas on tv it makes it a little more difficult to do that so yeah you're right uh there's there's a way to do that if that's what they wanted to do but they said nope (laughs) We're no, they said, no, it. let's find the worst way possible to do this. Let's just make it awful. So weird. Um, so we, weird. We have to, we, we have to move get forward. Get to the awards. And get to the awards because <laughs> we want to talk about a few things winning. And then we obviously, the big thing, we got to reveal the final standings for our Oscars. Yes. Pool. Who won uh, our Oscars? That. Who won our Oscars? Yes. Um, so we got to talk about that. And this, I got it. I was telling you, Taylor, and I'll say it on air now. This was a doozy of an Oscars pool. <laughs> oh, this they, we got lots to unpack with this. It was almost as zany as the Oscars, um, except if I don't I think won, our winner is going like, to slap us. If I won, I'll drop dead. If you won, <laughs> you'll okay. Well, we'll we'll. Well, we'll if see. it's that zany, that's the only zaniest thing I could think of is if I came out on top. But based on your reaction, that was not what's going to happen. Um. You, you know, you surprised, I will say you surprised uh, us again, just like <laughs> last year. You had a, you had a similar surprising uh, placing as you did last year. Um, I will say, though, 
you and I did not win. Okay. I will say that. That's that, that good. You did not win and I did not win. Um, but, but we did not come close to last either. Oh, okay. So that'll, that'll give you something. That's a good hint. Um, but let's talk about the actual awards because, yeah. uh, despite everything that happened, there were other kind of cool things that happened. I mean, one, one of the things is I think, you know, Dune ended up taking home like six, seven awards. I'm not last surprised. Night. Um, okay. So I'm a little surprised, but maybe it's just because. I I was expecting the technical awards to be a little more spread out than they were, but most of them, like the sound score and a lot of the technical awards, went to to Dune. Yeah. Um, but you you thought that that was going to happen that they'd clean up and get a bunch of awards. Yeah, because they were up against like Marvel movies, and you know the Academy wasn't kind of. I thought, yeah. I mean, I thought because visual effects did have like no time to die in it. Right. Yeah. Um, and things like I was, and same with like best sound, no time to die West side story. Yeah, like I yeah. thought, I thought it would be a little more spread out, Diverse. but yeah, you're right. Like certain, yeah, certainly against the Marvel movies. Um, yeah. They're not a, they're not a big fan of the Marvel movies, but, uh, but Dune, yeah. Dune took home a lot of awards. I think well, it had the most awards for any movie. Last it's time. a, it's a world building movie mm-hmm. and critics and viewers like that so that's why i'm not i was surprised that it won best cinematography yeah best cinematography it took home best cinematography it won best sound best original score um which um, that was Hans zimmer who did the classic there uh film editing was dune as well um and yep you cinematography was dune and uh production design was dune uh, and visual effects was doing so. Yeah, they they took all. Yeah, they they took on the cinematography uh, award, which they were up against again a pretty stacked category like Nightmare Alley, Power yep. of the Dog, West Side Story, Tragedy of Macbeth. Um, Here's my thinking, Mike. Ones. It was probably in terms of like I don't know the box office numbers, but in terms of like mm-hmm. hype and reception and the amount of people that went to go see it. It was probably the biggest movie of 2021. Oh, absolutely. And so, I do think box office wise, it's up there. Like, obviously, you, you have to discount the Marvel movies. Um, but in terms of like the hype around it, critical acclaim and box office, I don't think there were many bigger movies than Dune yeah. and Side Story. Full disclosure, like, I, two. I have not seen it yet. <laughs> but uh, No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh. But... Um, I just, I still am not surprised. It seemed like an Oscar movie. It is very good. Like Dune is very good. I did see it. It is a very good movie. Um, so yeah, it, it but it, yeah, it, it took on the most awards for any movie. Cause that's the thing. Other than that, up until all this craziness happening in terms of the like actual awards, it was pretty spread out again this year. Like a lot of different movies won, won awards. Like Dune had the most with six and then like Coda had three. And a couple other movies had three. Like yeah. it was pretty spread out. There weren't like just two big movies that took everything. Um, but yes, uh, as you mentioned, Coda took home uh, for best uh, supporting actor, best adapted screenplay, and uh, best picture. Coda won all that, and you saw Coda and reviewed it, and, and I loved it. Good movie, and you loved it. So there you go. It took home all three awards it was nominated for. I will say that I was shocked that it won best picture just because of the type of movie it is but Mm -hmm. um 
I'm certainly happy. It was probably my favorite of the movies I watched this year that were nominated. And um, the actor who won Best Supporting, I think his first name is Troy, um, mm-hmm. was phenomenal. Like, absolutely amazing. Well-deserved. So yeah. I um, I think it was it was good. It was, for once, maybe the Academy got it right. Yeah, Troy, Troy Coster. Yeah. Um, is who won there. Um, and yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that I thought Belfast was going to win best picture. Like I so really did. I. did. Um, and actually it's funny, the big categories in our Oscars pool is where I took the biggest hit and all the minor categories are where I did my damage. Like I, I cleaned up in all the like categories that, um, were, were almost not shown on the Oscars. You know, the ones that were speeding through. Yeah. Um, I cleaned up all those. <laughs> like I was on, I was like five for five on the ones that they almost didn't end up showing. Um, so that that's kind of where, where I helped. But in terms of like the big media awards, I just got it wrong everywhere. Like I really thought Belfast was going to win. Um, I was surprised Coda for the same reason, kind of type of movie that doesn't normally win. Um, but hey, I'm, that shows growth, right? Like the Academy, yeah. if, if there's one thing you could say, about the Academy is they, they have taken the criticism over the past couple of years to heart. And this year's Oscars, just like last year's Oscars are different than ones of, of they're trying, years. they're trying. They and, and in a lot of ways they're succeeding. Like they, they're trying and they're succeeding in a lot of ways. They're starting to actually open their eyes to different types of films, which is excellent. That's, that's what we all wanted. Um, so a couple other big warms, uh, uh, Jane, Jane Campia, winning for the power of the dog for best director. Um, and I thought that was a, a bit of a surprise because I really thought that Kenneth Branagh was going to get so best did director. I. Um, now he did end up winning. Kenneth Branagh won for writing. So he has his Oscar now. Kenneth Good. Branagh and Will Smith both have Oscars after long, long time nominees without it. But Kenneth Branagh got an Oscar because they got the best um, screenplay, the original screenplay that he wrote. I didn't realize he wrote and directed. I knew he directed, but I didn't realize he was the main writer on it too. I guess I just um, assumed so. he wrote it because it's based on his life. Based on his life. Oh, I just thought maybe there was a whole group of them, but it was just him up there accepting the awards. So Good for him. Um, and the only writing credit was him. So yeah, Kenneth Branagh got his Oscar finally after a pretty big career. Many of them. <laughs> a lot of stuff. Yeah. He's the actor, director, writer. Um, so yeah, he got that. Um, um what else uh, happened here? Um, best actress. Oh, it, oh yes. Uh, so best supporting actress. We'll do that one first. Uh, Ariana DeBrose won for West Side Story. Not a surprise there. She was the front runner um, of that one. I definitely think she was the best performer in West Side Story. I'll say that too. Um, West yeah. Side Story was a pretty good movie, and she, I think she was the best out of the bunch. Um, so it kind of makes sense. So, now that was a stacked category, though. Jesse Buckley from Lost Daughter was also nominated. Judy Dench. Uh, I thought Judy Dench was going to win. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like I thought I thought so too, just because of like the legacy and with, again, I thought Belfast was going to take some of these big awards. I thought it was going to sweep the awards, but we were wrong. (laughs) Yeah, yes, we were wrong. (laughs) We were wrong. And that did hurt us uh, in the pool. But yeah, Yeah. uh, a good win there. Um, And then in terms of best leading role actress, Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I think I got that correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I will. That was one of those movies that I saw way back. I think I saw it in theaters, like in between lockdowns, and 
was one of my favorite movies of 2021. I really mm. liked it. And I think it's well-deserved. I think she really inhabited, is that the right word? I think she really became yes. <laughs> Tammy Faye. And apparently yeah. her Jessica Chastain's acceptance speech was really touching. She talked mm-hmm. about Tammy Faye like in her acceptance speech. Which was- yeah, it was. It was one of the better speeches of the evening. Um, yeah, she had a very, very strong one. And yeah, again, a stacked category, but I think a well-deserved uh, win for Jessica Chastain. Um, yeah, and of course, like Best International Feature Film, Drive My Car. I don't think there was much of a surprise there. When when you get no- double nominated. When you're They're going to get one or the other. You're going to get one or the other. Well, now, I didn't realize. So Flea was double nominated. Flea, oh. Best International Feature, and also um, animated. was... Uh, Yes, well, yeah, animated as well. And I was like, okay, well then maybe Flea will win one of the awards, but it was Encanto who took the animated one. Uh, but I didn't realize until the night up, with, oh, Flea's double nominated. I just completely like passed uh, me by. And, oh, it's triple nominated. Best documentary feature as well. Huh. Animated, best documentary, and uh, international. Flea was three-time nominated. Didn't win any of them. Um, but uh, yeah, Encanto took home best animated feature and the documentary feature went to Summer of Soul. Cool. So it gives you an idea. And of course, um, Will Smith won best actor. And in of case, course, Will Smith won best actor. In case you didn't pick that up from the beginning <laughs> yeah, of our... <laughs> in case you didn't know. And I think it's also uh, worth noting that uh, No Time to Die, the James Bond movie, won the best original song with the title song no time to die by Billie eilish and she performed uh at the oscars and i have to say i think it was the best uh of the musical performances there you go. she's also she was very good the only oscar winner to be born in 2000 in the 2000s really okay yes There's i knew a... she was younger yeah um, much yeah, younger than very, us mike <laughs> yes much younger she was very very talented performer like there was a very good concert she gave the song's very good she sang it very very well um, it wasn't at all dubbed or anything. She was just up there, like actually singing, and I thought it was like a solid performance. So Good shout for out, her uh, to Billie Eilish and winning "No Time to Die." And I also didn't realize she co-wrote the song with her brother. They do a lot of co-writing. That. I didn't know that. Like I didn't know he. It was her brother, um, and he was playing piano um, while she was singing the song. So I didn't know that. Nice, nice to share um, that. I guess. I, I think I'm trying to make sure we didn't forget anything, but it was, uh, I think we got kind of the best main editing. Because, well, that was, I think Dune won right. that. Dune okay. kind of cleaned up all those awards. Yeah. Um, yeah, when it comes to production, Dune clearly was everyone's favorite because all the like production categories, um, they took home those awards. Like it was, it was nothing. Costuming um, went to Cruella, Div- Cruella, and that I was a little, movie. I was a little bit shocked about that. I thought they would give it to West Side Story. Okay, so that's funny because I thought I would be happy with anyone winning it except West Side Story because they're just wearing clothes in West Side Story. I thought you know the you know the Jets are wearing blue, sure. The sharks are wearing yellow. Like but I don't just know, wearing I shirt thought. pants. Like I have a, a blue shirt. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like they were just wearing clothes. Fair enough. Fair enough. I <laughs> but don't that, know. but but I will say one some one the year La La Land was in and that was <laughs> when they're literally one yeah literally one best costume design. <laughs> So I agree with you that that's possible. But Cruella, I mean, it was nice to see. It was about fashion. 
Yeah, and it's nice to see movies that are the big movies that make all the money, that pay everyone's salaries, that let them do all these other movies that they want. It's nice to see them recognized every once in a while. Like if it wasn't for Cruella, if it wasn't for Marvel, if it wasn't for Murder on the Orient Express, you wouldn't have any of these movies. Like I don't think people always seem to realize or get that. Like Kenneth Branagh wouldn't be able to make Belfast if he hadn't done these other big movies. If he hadn't made all the money he made from directing the first Thor movie. Like, you do it to get the money so you can do whatever you want. It's It was like the Robert Pattinson theory of, of you do something for the money, you get to do whatever you want after that. Um, and it's nice to see Cruella, Dune, movies that make a lot of money actually get an award and get recognized when they do good work. So it's Yeah, it's I'm not nice begrudging them at all. Like, by all means. I'm yeah. sure the costuming was great from this. I haven't had a chance to watch Cruella yet, but mm-hmm. from the stills I've seen, yeah, it is great costuming. So <laughs> can't can't fight them on that. Um, okay. With the time we have left, we got to go move on to the Oscars yes, uh, yes, pool yes. that we did. But, but just to wrap up our conversation on the Oscars, yeah, uh, uh, if you just take the, the Oscar show minus all the gags and stuff, it was pretty much just what it was i mean the i don't think there were any like massive surprises except i do think it was like clearly a big moment when coda won um and it would have been bigger had the incidences all not happened but i think that overall what was good about this year's oscars just from like a movie standpoint the awards were pretty spread out and we got to see a lot of different types of films take home awards which is kind of the so I do think it was a pretty good year. I was. do agree. I don't know which host says said this, but I do agree that Jennifer Hudson was snubbed. I think she did do a phenomenal job in respect. I think she should have mm. been nominated for Best Actress. I don't think necessarily she should have won, but I think she should have been nominated. Right. There you go. There's always snubs every year. Of course. Um, okay. Let's get to our Oscars pool. Um, as I said, this was a doozy. This was a doozy for a lot of reasons. So first of all, this was the lowest scoring of our Oscars pool. Um, so everyone was, did really bad? Is that what you're saying? Everyone did very poorly. And <laughs> so I've been doing, as I said, I used to do these Oscar pools with like a group of friends of mine. Um, I had a roommate who who worked at Chapters. Um, and she, like her friends were all like movie people. So we got together a couple years in a row and we did like our own Oscars pool. That's where this kind of came from. And every year, including the screening and case in the Oscars pool, the person who wins usually scores between 16 and 18. Like that's how many you get out of the 23 ish award categories. And that's still like, cause it's hard, right? It's hard yeah. to score 16, 17, 18, but that's usually about the highest, the highest this year was 13. 13 is what won. Several people had one correct, wow. <laughs> which I thought was statistically impossible. And it was so congested that the top six positions were all separated by one point. And then everyone else, and we had over 50 entries, everyone else was tied. Wow. Like not tied together, but tied in groups. Right. So I'll go through that. But basically there's there's one, two, three, four, five, six. There's seven groups with multiple people who have the same score in it. And then there's the top six people. Um, so uh, I'll quickly, I, I, I know people want to 
just wanted to hear their name on air. And so they, some people put in like funny names and stuff. So I'm going to quickly run through the sections here. The entire list will be on our website, but basically tied for the bottom four positions. So we have four people tied for last. With one point. With one point. Everyone's everyone had one answer correct. Um, so we've got Taylor T, Sarah M, uh, Rainy, Rennie, and Oscar for uh, Amy Adams. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Oscar for Amy Adams. So the four of you finished last, unfortunately. Then in the next group, so the group that's tied for 39th place, is Melanie's Picks, Oscar 2.0, Austin WC, Paul and Owen. Then tied for 36th place is Connor, Maddie, and Ian. That's the smallest group. Tied for 26th place, Derek, Cal's Picks, Ashley C, Katie's Father, CK for the win, MB, My Picks underscore K Town Star, Weston, Elizabeth, and Jasper. So okay. you all finished tied for 26th. Admirable. Then, yeah, admirable. Like middle of the pack. At least five right. Very good. Uh, tied for 18th place, Emma, Chris, friend of the show, Chris O, Simon, Samantha, Rooney, Sarah, and Catherine. So that's tied for 18th place. Okay. Then tied for, so they all had six. They all had six. And then everyone who had seven tied for 11th place, Kathy, Jonathan T, Jesse, Spencer, Oscar, Deanna, and Colt. Some familiar names from people yeah. who wrote in in that group. Then tied for seventh place, which these people all had at least eight. So they scored an eight. Um, was uh, uh, Bill Shepard, Andrew Taggart, Andrew C., Austin, our producer, Katie, and Kira. So there you go. Katie, Kira, Austin, our producer, I Andrew heard... C., Andrew Taggart, and Bill Shepard. I haven't heard my name yet. No, that's because, Taylor, you finished sixth place. Woo, which was last year. Which is exactly the same spot you finished last year, <laughs> though you scored three points less than um, you did last year. But that's because everyone was lower. Yeah. In fifth place is Jay. So congratulations, Jay. You finished in the top five. In fourth place, Lily. Lily was in fourth. Good for you, Lily. In third place, Akil. Uh, Akil and second place was only separated by one point. Wow. Uh, and second place went to me. I finished second. Meaning first place, for those of you keeping track, uh, often correspondent of the show, Tyler Vance has won the 2022 Oscars pool with 13 correct answers. Uh, Tyler, you are the winner, which means we know one thing for certain. Tyler will for sure come on the show yes. and, and have his own episode. I'm sure he will take advantage of that. We'll, we'll touch base with Tyler later this week. But he is the winner of our Oscars pool. The only question is, what disaster are we walking into with that show being designed by Tyler Vance? <laughs> like, what possible thing could he bring to the table? Because he gets um, free reign. He gets free reign. There's no, yeah, so how this works is there's no restriction. Uh, Tyler gets to design the show 100% himself. He can decide if there's fan questions, if there's a theme. He can decide what movies we review or talk about. He can decide if we're not talking about movies at all and if we're doing like more quiz style, if we're doing something back in space or it could be a TV, anything, anything. There's free written. He basically gets to design his own episode of the show. 
And I'm, I think we can count on Tyler designing it and being a part of it. Like, I think he'll come oh, along yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. He's on the show all the time. It's going to be weird and wacky, but it's going to be wonderful. Weird, wacky, and wonderful with Tyler the yeah. Scientist. <laughs> yeah. So we'll uh, we'll definitely see see how that goes. Uh, Tyler, congratulations. We will be in uh, touch with you, like, after this episode has aired. Like, we'll we'll give it a couple of days and be, be uh, in contact near the end of the week. Um, there's no real date specifically we have for that. We're going to do our Batman show next week. Yep. I know we teased that for people. So pretty much from that point on, Tyler, whenever you can come on, uh, we'll do your show. So there's no, no worries there. But, yeah, next week we're going to talk about Batman, which is awesome. It feels kind of nice, Taylor, to move on from 2021 here and just move forward um, and not have to like worry about movies from last year anymore and just focus on the new movies Fresh for, for start. The rest of this year. Yeah. Um, one more quick thing to go through. We had asked people this year um, what your favorite movie was from 2021. Yes. That was kind of a question that I asked. Um, a, kind of a resounding uh, couple of, of votes here. So a lot of people said West Side Story. West Side Story got a lot of the votes. Really? Um, yeah, almost 30% of the votes for West Side Story. The next big chunk, though, like 25% of the votes went to uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay. So the big Spider-Man movie came out in December. So West Side Story and Spider-Man were near the top. I just wanted to throw a couple quick mentions out there because there were some random ones here. Like, obviously, one person said Drive My Car. Uh, you can guess who that was. Um, that Tyler Vance, obviously. Um <laughs> Two people said Munich, Munich on the Edge of War. That's huh. the movie that I uh, I reviewed. Encanto got quite a bit of votes, actually, um, from our fans for, for best movie of the year. Uh, and my favorite answer, Undecided, that came from uh, my co-host here, Taylor. I was... How could you be undecided <laughs> for 2021? is so over. And I was unprepared. Undecided. I, was, I did not know that was going to be a question. And I will say that my favorite movies of 2021 are probably um, The Eyes of Tammy Faye and mm-hmm. Coda. Like, if I'm thinking yeah. back to, like, movies I saw for the Oscars, those would probably be my two favorite. Those I think had your most positive reviews, yes. for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this this has been great. I'm so glad we got to do this again. I love our Oscar show. I hope people uh, will go on our website, check out the standings. They are up there now. Congratulations again, Tyler Vance. We will do this, of course, again next year, but it's on to 2022, so it's the Batman next week, and then we'll see what uh, Tyler has in store for us and what new movies we get to check out this year. Go see some movies. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.